Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hey, 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 it's my birthday today, so I'm so excited to be dropping an epic episode on my birthday, so thank you all for listening and supporting me and supporting my podcast so far. It's just been so great doing this journey with you all. Don't want to tell you how old I am, but I am stoked to be using today's episode to share a little bit about my personal struggle with repairing my microbiome with prebiotics, probiotics, and nutrition. Okay, so before I jump into today's episode, just want to remind you that if you haven't done my Bloated to Beautiful Challenge, jump down to the show notes, have a look, jump into my Instagram, have a look, or it's on my website. And do the seven days and see how you feel. Hit reply on those emails and let me know because I am here to support you and I do want you to be able to heal your gut just like I did. Healing your gut takes a really long time um, to get to that point where you go, yep, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Like it takes a lot of work and like I'm going to delve into today, my personal struggle had so many ups and downs and it's working with the right person, it's doing the right testing, it's taking the right supplements, it's learning more about diet, about food, nutrition. There is no quick fixes, okay? So today's episode, I'm going to share some of my own story and how healing my gut was the hardest part. It wasn't the removal of the parasites, it wasn't the removal of the candida, it was actually healing those underlying issues. So where did it all start? So I've had those gut issues for six years and I'll talk about this in my intro episode a bit, but I struggled with a lot of constipation. So I would be going maybe once a week, I'd severe, like I would be actually having a bowel movement because my constipation was so severe. I would have constant bloating. When I look back on photos, I look pregnant. So many of those photos because I was so bloated and not just like a little bit bloated, but bloated that it was really, really uncomfortable when not being able to sleep or having to sleep on my stomach because I needed that pressure against my stomach to stop the pain. I would be lying there at night and I would just have the biggest tummy and I would have so much lower abdominal pain. It's actually weird thinking back on it now because when I get bloated a little bit now, I'm like, oh, what's going on? This is annoying. But I forget how severe it actually was back in the day. It's, you know, you'd be bloated all night and then I'd wake up and I'd be running to the toilet in the morning um, having diarrhea. It was just, it was awful. I was also intolerant to a lot of foods. Um... I couldn't pinpoint what it was. So sometimes I would eat something and I'd be fine. And other times I would just have this severe stomach pain. 
this one time I was um, going to Margaret River with my family, with my dad and my brothers in the car, and I was eating, I think I packed a chicken salad, so literally a little bit of chicken, um, I think it was a coleslaw salad, and I packed that and I was eating it in the car, and I could feel my stomach just blowing up and just starting to get crampy and sore. It was so painful. I was lying down in the back of the car, just holding my stomach the whole way, just feeling in so much pain, feeling like I was really constipated. I want, felt like I wanted to go to the toilet, but I knew I wouldn't be able to. It was a classic FODMAPs kind of scenario. Now that I look back at it now, FODMAPy parasitic thing, definitely. But at the time, I had no idea. I thought I was doing the right thing. And I know as a uni student, when I was in my early days studying sports science, there was plenty of times where... I would be constipated in nearly all week. I'd get to the end of the week and I just wanted to go down south to Albany to see my family. And before I would drive down, I would take a whole heap of laxatives on my way down from Perth because I was just in so much pain. I didn't want to be like that all weekend. So I'd be stopping at the loos along the way. Totally gross, too much information. But just so that by the time I got home, hopefully my stomach was a bit better and I could actually eat and I wasn't in so much pain. So it was a real inflammatory, painful state that I was in. And I tried a lot of things. Like obviously I tried a lot of laxatives. When I went to the GP, they gave me um, some kind of liquid laxative stuff, which was just awful and didn't even work. Um, So that was no good. I tried cutting sugar and gluten um, neither of those worked specifically. I also tried the GAPS diet, the Garten Psychology Syndrome. That was um, quite intense uh, dieting to try, and it definitely has really good research results, but for my particular issue, it didn't help. Um, I tried the AIP diet, so autoimmune protocol. Again, for particularly what I had at the time, it wasn't it wasn't a helpful on top of that, I was quite stressed. There was a lot of internal stress, obviously, as you know from those stories. There was a lot of external stress as well. So I was juggling uni. I was exercising a lot. Um, I was my away from family. So there was just a lot of things going on that my head was trying to work itself out with. Uh, I did, like I said, I... I did try all the things, dates, prunes, Jerusalem artichokes. I was like, give me all the fiber and try and make this happen. But it actually made it worse. The more fiber I ate, the worse it got. And now that I look back and go, oh, yeah, because the high FODMAP foods, of course, that's going to put you in pain. But like I said, at the time, I had no idea. And I guess on top of the gut stuff, I had so many GI or non-GI symptoms that it was hard to go, oh, is this just because I don't have my periods or, you know, like, why is my skin breaking out? Could that really be linked to my gut? I had really bad brain fog, low energy. Like, sometimes it's a wonder I got through university. Um, And I did really well, surprisingly. Yay me. Um, Even with all that anxiety and mood swings, I think that's probably actually what got me such good results at uni was because I was so anxious and focused on my work that I just didn't have a life. I just studied, 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 and I came out with ducks at the top. But it was like, well, what was the point? I lost my health the whole time as well. Then there was other things I really struggled with, like low libido. Um, I was always cold, really low heart rate. I'd bruise easily. I'd be sick a lot, really low immune response. So there was a whole combination of things going on there with my gut. Um, 
But once I, once I finally got the GI map done and I found out, I found the right practitioner, I started working with someone and we found that I had those two parasites, so blasto, defrag, I had about six really significant bacterial overgrowths, which was a lot um, now, especially as I'm seeing these reports daily from women, and often they'll have two, three, four at the most. There's, it's very rare that I come across someone as bad as mine, so I'm for that I'm thankful um, that the women I'm seeing are not all as severe as I was. On top of that, I had a candida overgrowth and really low levels of good gut flora. Um, this I also had poor enzymes, digestive enzymes, and leaky gut. So if you listen to my episodes on the GI map, these things will make sense to you. But they were all strong warnings that something was not right with my whole digestive system. But like I said, as well as those non-GI symptoms, so my periods, my hormones, there were, it was just... I was just a big hot mess and <laughs> that's what was going on, okay? So I my journey was really tricky because I would get really overwhelmed really quickly and I see this in girls that I work with but you, you're giving them these supplements because you know that they help and you're giving them these dietary guidelines because you know that they help but there is the chronic overwhelm, okay? When I saw a practitioner and she was like, right, you've got this, this, this these are all supplements, these are all the things you need to do. I was just like, ah, oh, like where do I buy them and how do I buy them and how much do I take and when do I take them and what about the dietary staff and because I'm an A-type personality, I can hear myself talking, I'm getting worked up as, as I speak. Because I'm an A-type personality, I wanted to do it all and I wanted to do it all well, which meant that when I wasn't, I would just get really frustrated and I would, you know, give up for a while and I'd look for the next thing or the next cause and I think that's really what made me go on to study functional diagnostic nutrition myself because I knew that there was stuff going on and I knew that these things were helping but I really wanted to know why and I really wanted to know what supplements did I actually need to be taking and what FODMAPs like did I need to be doing FODMAPs or what else did I need to be doing and I think that's what it came down to is now when I work with females I only recommend things that I know that I've tried and they've worked or I've seen them work on other women or they're researched, okay? Because otherwise you're always just buying cheap, you know, non-practitioner grade stuff and it's not getting you the results that you need or that you're after. So as a new health practitioner um, or with a new health practitioner, we worked on removing those parasites first. So using things like Saccharomyces boulardii, aloe vera, diet, even the specific antibiotic strains, paramomycin, which was quite helpful for me. Because the thing is, I was having dreams about parasites. Like once I knew, like once I tested and I knew that I had them, I would dream about them. I would just feel sick. I was just like, get these things out of me ASAP. Like I I knew I had them. When it was full moon, I was a bit hectic. So it's, yeah, and the reason that is because parasites go through these um, growth cycles and they, um, they come out in the full moon as well. So that's when their eggs hatch normally. So... There was a lot going on. So once we removed the parasites, then we went on to work on the bacteria and yeast, okay? So those bacterial overgrowth, that candida overgrowth, and we did successfully remove all that and rebalance it because 
we retested the yeast with our organics acid test, which is a urine test, so the most comprehensive way of testing for yeast after stool testing. Um, a swab or if someone does a blood test, it's not, um, it's not what I'm looking for as a practitioner. Uh, we, yeah, we dressed whatever else was left, but then I felt so good after doing the gut stuff, after getting the parasites, after balancing out the candida, I still had hormonal issues and skin stuff going on. So I knew everything wasn't great, but my gut felt the best it had in years. I mean, I was still avoiding legumes, gluten, dairy, like a few of the big triggers, but I could eat so much more and I had so much more energy that I was like, meh, I'll try and just skip that last step and go straight to working on my skins and hormones. Now, this was a huge mistake. So because I didn't do the gut repair, my symptoms would flare up as soon as I ate the wrong thing or I got stressed or traveled. So they'd be like, fine, regular bowel movements, feeling really good, eat one thing wrong and I'd get a huge flare up. So I also had all those non-GI symptoms, but I started that repair work and then I didn't finish it. So none of this stuff actually corrected itself. At one point, I even tried a vegan diet going, oh, I'll just be vegan. And then I ate that many legumes that I was in so much pain. And I went, you know what, Sheridan, you actually need to go back and heal that gut lining. And my old practitioner said to me the same. She's like, Sheridan, did you do the leaky gut stuff? Did you do the prebiotics? I know you did all the probiotics, but what about actually feeding that good gut flora? What about being able to build them up so you can digest your food again? I'm like, ah, yeah, okay, I didn't do that. (laughs) So... Back to the gut, I worked on increasing my prebiotics and different strains of prebiotics, working on healing that gut lining with your glutamine and with those nourishing herbs, with a nourishing diet, and then slowly just having small amounts of a few Brussels sprouts or a tiny little bit of legumes or those kinds of things so that I can start to tolerate them again. I would never go back to gluten. Um, I know as your bacteria builds up, you do have the bacteria to digest it properly in your body. But because I do have an autoimmune condition and struggle with psoriasis, anyone who's got autoimmune conditions, I do recommend staying off gluten and dairy long term. There are a lot of other grains and a lot of other prebiotics that you can take without having gluten in your diet you just need to be a bit nifty about it so you just need to make sure you're using multiple strains like um like say buckwheat or aramath or inulin um as in as in the prebiotics or yeah like phgg or goss just make sure you have either the supplements um and or making sure you can start to have a diversity of gluten-free grains in your diet just so you can feed that good bacteria because If you're always off carbs, so if you're always off all those carbs from fruits, veggies, grains and things, you do limit the diversity in your gut. So you want as much diversity as possible within your gut, okay? That is really, really important. So no gluten for me, but so much better, okay? Then once my gut was better, so once I'd done that prebiotic work and I could tolerate a lot more foods, then I could go on to hormonal stuff. Then I could work on, you know, that sort of next level of inflammation and start to add in your Vitex and things to start to really balance out my periods and my hormones. So I guess my biggest lesson of today is please do all the work. I know so often... It is overwhelming and there's so much going on with diet and supplements and lifestyle and it is a lot, but 
you're paying a practitioner to work with them to give you that advice okay so make sure you you listen to that advice if you have questions you ask them questions and you work closely with someone because don't wait weeks and weeks and weeks to see them like I did make sure you keep up regular contact because it's the best way to get the results and to ask them questions when it is really overwhelming okay so I make sure I see my ladies like fortnightly just because it's stressful and it's overwhelming and you want someone to bounce ideas off also you need that encouragement that you're doing the right thing when things are hard or if you need to change herbs or you need to change supplements that you can as well so go through those first few months of removing and repairing and that bacteria yeast parasites and things but then add in those fibers and please give yourself time to rebuild that good gut flora that's not something you always need to be working closely with a practitioner in that's more on you to add in those diversities and those foods and those strains you just need the right guidance at the start with that but please don't give up on that and don't just rush straight to your skin and your hormones start with the basic stuff first because it's so so important so I hope that was helpful gave you a little bit of insight into my story and maybe you can resonate and if you do please send me an email book into a free chat I would love to hear from you if you enjoyed this episode please share it please subscribe just so that other women who are struggling with these same gut issues will be able to see and share this episode as well but happy birthday to me I'm gonna go and enjoy my day eat some cake I'm sure I'll see you across the internet somewhere it's always lovely connecting with you all so please as always reach out and give me a holler Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.